Hey everybody, welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Well, you guys, we're back again. It's Bill here with Mike, and we are super excited about uh, today's topic. We're, we're following up on, on, on uh, last week talking about this whole idea of leveling up, uh, taking it to the yeah. next level of, of our walk with Jesus. And, and that's really, we, we decided that that was going to be our theme for the year, actually, was HNL, yeah, a whole brother. other level, you know, and, and, um, and, and then in particular, just for this fall, as, as we're, uh, with our podcast talking about, uh, specific areas where we can level up and take things to the next level. And, and so, yeah, so that's last week. If you didn't hear it, uh, I'd really encourage you. We, we actually have two episodes talking about our walk with Christ and spending time with Him and that kind of thing. And I encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, but today, uh, Appropriately so, right, Mike? Uh, the, the, the next topic. I'll, I'll well, let, let me you start by that. saying, I, as I understood it, Bill, it's whole nother level, not nether level, right? So it's whole nether level, or is it nether? Let's just get this settled right now. <laughs> well, I mean, since I since I lived in in Gig Harbor for uh, twenty plus years, I, I I can't get myself to say another uh, too much of the time. So, so I have a hard enough time just saying whole nother level. You know, my my sister, who's an English teacher, cringes every time she uh, hears me refer to that. So, uh, you know, you can you can go you can roll with another if you want. I, I, I I'm not sure. Maybe maybe that'll start coming off. I just want to say, brother, then whole nother level, brother. You know, it's like it's got a nice re- <laughs> whole nother, brother. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So uh, the second topic we're going to deal with after fam- after uh, our relationship with the Lord is family and. You know, we, we yeah, thought it'd be, exactly. we talked about different areas of our lives that we would like to take to a whole nother level. And this is the one that came to our mind right away. And so we thought it'd be fun to just talk a little bit about family. And so the, for these next two podcasts, we're going to look at family and we're going to introduce kind of the idea of family, talk a little bit about marriage. And then uh, next time we'll talk about, you know, trying to be a, a good mom or dad and a good parent and um, those type of things. But Let's dig into family, Bill. You know, as as we were talking about this, you listed that right away as the number two thing. Why do you think you listed it so high as family being so important uh, next to our relationship with God? You know, well, it, it, it's it's kind of like uh, uh, you know, people people often say in the world, you know, if, if you if you don't have your health, you know, or if you have your health, you know, that that's everything. Or if you don't have your health, you know, what does it matter? kind of a deal, you know, and, and, um, and I think it's so true when it comes to our lives and especially as followers of Jesus, but, but I guess it's true for anybody, you know, if, if you don't have your family, you know, what good is anything else? I mean, you know, if, if, if you don't have a, a healthy marriage and, and if, and if you're, if you don't have a good relationship with, with your kids, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, so what? You're 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 making a lot of money. So what? You're a great athlete. So what? You know, you're popular and people know who you are. But but you have a a, a lousy family life. You know, like no. I mean, it's it's just so. The, it, to me, that aspect is just 
is just so important. And not to mention, even maybe the most important thing of all is, is that uh, from the Lord's perspective, he, he tells yeah. us that that is to be our top priority outside of our own well, relationship. Well, it is really uh, an interesting thing that we see in the scriptures. The first thing the Lord does is create a family. I mean, he, he puts Adam in the yeah. garden and says, hey, go to work. But the very first thing after Adam goes to work is you need a family. And I, I, he creates an environment uh, where Adam will come to life and where Adam will thrive. And it's all related to family. And then we see this theme picked up throughout the Bible yeah. over and over again. God reaches in and grabs hold of families. Uh, in fact, there's not really a great example of any uh, time where we take, especially when we think of the patriarchs and we think of even the kings uh, of, that God used powerfully and we have these stories of, you, you don't see it where God just grabs hold of them. God grabs hold of them and their entire families because generationally, they're impacted mm-hmm. by God. And and this family yeah. unit uh, is something that God has designed. And one could say, though, frankly, Bill, that the Bible is full of messy families. And we could spend a whole podcast talking about how messed up families are because of the fall. Uh, and we that's what the whole Bible yeah. seems to be, yeah. is how messed up can families be because of the fall? I mean, literally the first story after the fall and they're kicked out of the garden to protect them from eating from the tree of life, is uh, one brother decides to kill another brother because he's jealous. And, and this, is, this is the way it will right. unfold the right. rest of Genesis, the rest of Exodus, all throughout the, the whole Old Testament is story after story of the brokenness of families. And so as we're talking about discipleship, I think it, it comes back to discipleship, meaning becoming more like Christ and making and investing in others so they can become more like Christ. You know, it's purposely, personally investing in others so they can uh, come to know God and get closer to God. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. If if we think about it in that yeah. terms, there's no more important piece to do that in than, than the family unit that God has established. And uh, maybe if I were to take it to a political yeah. place yeah. of, I think that in our culture today, uh, maybe politically is not the right word, but culturally would be a better word to say, uh, family seems to be just under attack. We have entire organizations that are very, very popular organizations that have it in their vision statement that they want to disrupt and get rid of uh, the family unit, uh, the traditional family unit. And, yeah. and there's something about that that's really powerful. And I think that you and I both believe that as the family goes, so the country goes. As the family goes, so the world goes. And we see that in the Bible over and over and over again. When the families are divided and working against each other, you know trouble's coming. And when the families are united and working together, good things tend to happen. It just tends to be the pattern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I want to make a point, too, that that um, we're we're not saying... Uh, you know, like, okay, here's here's how to have a perfect family. And by the way, if you don't have a perfect family, then you are not really following Christ. Or, you know, if, if you've got issues in your in your marriage or, or issues, uh, and, and I don't even know what the word issues mean. I mean, could, that could mean, maybe I shouldn't use the word issues because that could mean too many things. But if, if, if things are not perfect in your marriage and things are not perfect with your kids, and, and maybe, uh, maybe for some, I mean, heck, we've had times, you know, over the last... Uh, 30 plus years of, 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 um, our kids where, where things have, uh, you know, 
been difficult, you know, and and uh, that doesn't disqualify you from being used by God, or it doesn't disqualify you from being a discipler. Uh, it, it doesn't disqualify you from from being a a, a, a follower of Jesus. Um, it's it's just life is life is difficult, yeah. you know, and and so so we're, that's so we're not saying that, uh, but we're what we're saying is uh, we want to just chat about you know uh, what God's view of family is and how we can be um, disciplers. Well, maybe our another family. way to say, Bill, I agree with what you're saying. There is the Bible describes uh, the family being a centerpiece of what God intended for us, but it also describes that this has been really messed up by sin in the fall. And story after story right. is the fallenness of humanity has affected families. And in just a practical standpoint, and then we could jump into you know marriage for a little bit, but one of the practical things we think about with family is family has actually been a centerpiece of culture for a very long time just for survival. Uh, just for survival. You know, you, yeah. you would need to depend upon others to get by, whether it's a husband and wife, whether it's a child and, and a father, you know, adult children and adult parents, you know, h- homes would be passed on from generation to generation, um, you know, just even three centuries ago uh, or, or less for that matter. The United States isn't that old, so we don't have that here, but in yeah. other places it's less. And so it is fascinating to just think about how, uh, in our modern society where we have so much abundance where people can now be single and financially uh, survive and have their physical needs taken care of, it creates a whole different dynamic for families uh, because you no longer have to make it work. Mm-hmm. You no longer have to figure it out or else you can't make it. Uh, and so in some ways that's a benefit and a blessing. And in other ways, it's a kind of a challenge because you you could find yourself in a spot where you maybe don't hold on as tightly. So let's talk about the area where both of us uh, believe it's kind of the foundation for the family. And, and that's, a, that's a marriage that is healthy and strong. And again, like you said earlier, Bill, let's just assume every marriage is broken. Let's just assume that every marriage has its faults. Yeah. Because if yeah. you and I are trying to be good husbands, uh, we, we can certainly relate to others that are falling short, you know, and who are not there. And so... Yeah. Um, But let's let's talk a little bit about marriage. And and as you think about marriage, Bill, before we jump into like the disciple making part and practical things people can do, like what what stands out to you is kind of like this is the heart of what I think God wants in a marriage. Well, that's a great question. Uh, And and um, like you, I've I've had the the privilege of officiating a lot of weddings over the years and and. um, and and uh, and and I know that that um, when we get to the part where uh, in the scriptures it it talks about how how uh, the the wives should should honor and submit to their husbands and, and and respect their husbands and things like that, you know the 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 prospective uh, husband the grooms usually kind of like you know are smiling and kind of liking that part until it gets to to the next part. About uh, that, the the husbands are to submit to their wives to the extent of uh, of laying down their lives for their wives in the same way that Christ laid down his life for the church, or yeah, and and so in the end, uh, I think the, the the thing I love about marriage is it's this idea of mutual uh, submission and mutually um, 
uh, walking together with Christ and mutually uh, building each other up in in the ways that that God designed us to to uh, um, to do that. It's it's a it's it's a beautiful partnership when when two people are married and really living within. Well, that. yeah, you know that that's so true. I've I've had that moment too. Part of my premarital counseling, like you, was to go through the scriptures and just kind of talk people through what those were, mm-hmm. and we'd get that part in Ephesians, and I would ask them, "Well, what do you think the word submission means?" and they was to give me all this stuff. And I said, well, just look at the word. What does sub mean? Sub means to come underneath. All right. And mission, we know what a mission is. It's what your purpose is. So when it says the wives are supposed to submit their husband, it means that they are supposed to come underneath the same mission. And that just changes everything. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to lay mm. at his feet and and just do whatever he wants if he wants to do anything that's ungodly. And <laughs> yeah, yes, dear. No. Yes, dear. Whatever it's that you we say, are going to be on mission together. We're going to be uh, doing what Christ has for yeah. us together. And part of that means that the husband has to take some responsibility in knowing what the mission of God is for him and his family and his life. And then part of the wife's responsibility is mm-hmm. to knowing uh, what that mission is too, so that she can come underneath it. And there is something really beautiful about that. And at the same time, uh, I, one of the people, Beth, Beth Moore, who's got some controversy around her wherever she goes, she's one of those people. But she, at a conference one time, I heard her say that uh, she was convinced that she said, ladies, I'm convinced that submission is just learning to duck so that God could smack your husband. And I love that line. I, I love that line where you're um, recognizing that God is in the centerpiece of this and maybe it's not your job to um, fix him all the time. Um, but having said that, let me back up and say, I think the ultimate purpose for marriage, like you said, Bill, is to become more like Christ and to develop the, the character of God in each other. And in from the very beginning, uh, it's described that, that Eve is created as a helper. And a helper is not a, a derogatory or a, a down word. It's a, quite the opposite. It's used to describe someone who comes alongside to get the job done. But it's also translated as help meet. Somebody who is going to make sure that Adam or the husband continues to meet God and continues to meet with God and continues to grow in God. And I would say that's true for both, uh, that the husband and wife, their their job for each other is to help each other meet God and become more like God. And so if you think about your ultimate goal of marriage is to become like God and to become like Christ um, and so that you can do his mission in the world, it does really change the dynamics of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's, I love that. Everything you said there. Um, you're really good at this. Way to go. <laughs> Seriously, I, that was really good stuff. You must have been a pastor in, the, in your in I still your am, life man. Still ordained. <laughs> you still are. I know, I'm joking. Um, but, uh, but no, you know, there's, there's really no one that encourages me more and drives me more towards the Lord than, than my wife, Jody. I mean, she's so good at that. And, and, um, you know, and, and maybe we could actually transition a little bit into, you know, kind of what this, this, if, so this is a discipleship podcast. So we're not going to, you know, get into the, here are the seven tips for, you know, great communication with your wife. That's, that's a, there are plenty of other, you know, ways to get that kind of information, but we're talking about the, the, the idea of discipleship, uh, in a family and and right now specifically discipleship in marriage. What does that look like? Uh, I, I know for me, 
you know, Jody is the one that that will often, if she sees me uh, sitting down in the morning, uh, and I got my cup of coffee and my phone's in my hand and the Bible's, you know, sitting on the table, she she's the one that will say, you know, Bill, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can Put see your her phone saying that. <laughs> down. You know, you can. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and, and so yeah. and I love that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I I think about you know. Go ahead, we Bill. talked about. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. I, I was just gonna uh, just just kind of follow up on on that idea because we were talking about uh, uh, last week uh, quiet yeah. times and and uh, and and our time with Jesus and and uh, I think. To me, one of the great ways of of discipling your wife, and again, you're not you're not it's not like a like you're she's under you or something like that. You're her teacher, and she, you know she's the student. I don't mean it that way, but uh, discipling more in this in the sense of just encouraging her in her walk with Christ and 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 walking with her and and, and that kind of thing. Um, it it does have to do, I think, with with that, that whole you know time with Jesus and quiet times. And well, things like that. there is something really to that. I I think that goes hand in hand, and I'm going to talk about this more in the podcast on parenting. But I think there's also my main role with my wife is to demonstrate the character of God, and I think that that's uh, expressed in in loving her as Christ loved the church, giving Himself up for her. But I, I think that's the bottom line when I think about my role as a husband. And again, the role as a wife is to reciprocate in some ways, but it's a little different in honoring and respecting. But I think that, you know, as I think about my job in discipleship is to model more than anything is to, uh, and um, the way that she experiences God, uh, uh, the way that she experiences me is, will directly affect how she experiences God. That's one of the things that I had learned early on in my marriage that was a real gift to me is that Men tend to have a, a a relationship with God that is based upon God and them, and then their wife is a part of it, but it's a fairly small part. And they can be uh, doing bad with their wife, but okay with God, and it works out okay. Women tend to be the uh, have uh, by nature, by the way God wired them, or maybe it's society. I don't know. I can't even say it's just the way it is. Um, but women are impacted not only by their relationship with God, but also their relationship with their spouse impacts their relationship with God. And so in some way, there is an influence that men have beyond just Bible study that is really important in the sense that the character that they show their wives directly impacts that their wives' relationship with God. And it's powerful and profound in mm. a way that men can't necessarily relate to because men, I think, sometimes compartmentalize feelings and emotions in a way that women, uh, maybe some women do really well and others, you know, struggle more with. But the bottom line is I think that there's this connection between what you're saying, Bill, which is yes, yes, and yes, uh, finding ways to encourage her and her walk with the Lord, but also demonstrating who Christ is to her. They just can't be separated. They go hand in hand. Demonstrating by the way I treat her and the way I speak to her and 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 all those kinds of things. Yeah, like yeah. if you're if you're no, good. as a guy, I mean, you just now, think of it in, in just the the most elementary way. And when you're making your decisions, are they all about you, or do they include your your spouse? You know, like, well, I really want to have this. Right. I want to have this 
you know, right now we're, we're car short, so I'm looking at cars. And so I'm like, well, maybe I want a sports car. Maybe I want to spend $50,000 on a electric car. Maybe I want to, you know, do this, this, and this. But it, everything decision you make has to be run through the rubric of, is this a for me, me, me? Or is this for her, her, her? Or is this for us, us, us? And I think men sometimes have a, yeah. a natural thing where they they get a lot of me, me, me in there. And women tend to have less of that in my experience. Um, yeah, 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 no, yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more uh, about, you know, specifically um, how we can, well, I guess that was a way, you know, but, but how, how we can, you know, help our wives in their uh, and encourage our wives in their walks with Christ. And, uh, and I think, I think for me, it, it really does, you know, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, like we talked about last week, the, the quiet times and, and everybody's schedules are different and, the, and everybody's lives are different. And not everybody has the advantage of being able to actually like, you know, sit down at the same time as your, as your wife, like I do. But um, so Jody and I, we literally, you know, sit down and we're reading a passage of scripture and, and, and writing in our journals. And then we, we, uh, talk together about what we were reading and then we, and then we pray together and, and we try to do that, you know, every day we don't, but we try, you know, um, but if, but if you can't do that, um, you know, Mike, what, what would be some other ways that, that guys could, um, uh, have, have Christ be, and your walk with Christ be more in the forefront of of your marriage and your and and, the, and your communication. Well, this with sounds your wife. silly, Bill, but do you pray for your wife every day? I mean, I think if we're talking about leveling up here and where people would start, you know, I would start there. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're like me and Michelle, and our schedule is actually quite challenging to get together and do that because uh, we've got four kids, yeah. and she's off at five thirty in the morning. Uh, three days a week. And then the other days I've got meetings in the morning. So it is hard to, to do what you're doing. Um, and so right. that may not be as easy for some guy. Now it doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it. And it doesn't mean we can't learn to do that and prioritize it. Um, but it's not as easy for some as others, but I can tell you this, I can certainly pray for my wife every day. Uh, in fact, I have a habit, you know, like when we, uh, go to bed at night, I put my arm around her and, and pray for her. She doesn't even know I'm praying for her, but I'm just praying for her every night. It's kind of like one of those things that I mm. have learned to try to develop a habit for is, and then in the morning, try to thank God for her and pray for her day and, and those things before she, she heads off. Um, now she's over there getting ready and she probably would not like me laying her hands on her while she's, you know, comb, getting all of her hair done and all that stuff and ready to work at five in the morning before yeah. she's had her coffee and all that stuff. But I found that to be one of those things, if you're talking about a first step, um, beyond just living it, is asking the Lord uh, to pray for you, you know, or asking the Lord to work in your wife's life. And, and that that's a really powerful, yeah. powerful thing, I think, uh, as far as an easy thing. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And, and, and I, w- I would, uh, you know, uh, take it one step further, and that'd be to pray with your wife. Uh, every day, and and sometimes, like for us, um, that's literally a ten second prayer as one of us is walking out the door, and and uh, sometimes that's what it is, and other times it's it's more extended, and and most times it's it's really just a, you know a few minutes, 
just when we're when we're both finished with our with our our quiet times and we'll just we'll kind of you know pray for the day and pray for some different things that are coming up or or if there's some specific things that that you know we're you know praying for people or something but but um but yeah but it's it but i love the the um the intimacy of of when we pray together we we at the very least we always hold hands and sometimes maybe we're we're just we're standing and so we'll hug you know and and we'll pray together you sounds know? awesome um yeah uh but it, it's a it's a it's a super cool um really uh, uh intimate thing to do with your wife is is to is to pray with her you know uh and and to do that every day and 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 then the, the idea of uh sharing uh with her uh what you um, read in the Bible. And, and again, you know, if you, if you say, well, I don't read the Bible every day, then, you know, please listen to our previous, uh, episodes talking about uh, spending time with the Lord and leveling up in that area. But, um, but man, like, uh, does your wife, uh, know, uh, what you're reading? Does, does, if, if you're reading through it, we happen to be reading in, in second Corinthians right now. So, so Jody's going to know because, because of the way we do it. But I wonder how many of you guys, uh, would say, oh yeah, my wife knows exactly what we're what I'm reading right now, uh, and and uh, yeah, we talk about it every day. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't know I, what I like you think that. about that, and, and I agree with that. And at the same time, I would even say part of what a, connects a, women to men is uh, the idea of sharing your day and sharing all the stories and all the things that are going on yes. and. All the ways that God showed up in your day, all the things that had happened, you know, when good things happen, you call your wife and tell her about it. Uh, that's the type of thing that, that really um, gets gets women excited and connected with you is when they feel like you're not just listening to them and their stories, because that's part of what you want to do is you want to listen to your wife's stories. And that's one of the things I've had to learn to do because I'm not as great at it as I could be is my wife, you know, she comes home from work. She often has stories to tell and I've got stories I want to tell. But I've learned that, boy, she she really enjoys it when I connect with her in sharing mine and listening to hers. Um, but I don't disagree with you on studying the Bible, too. I mean, I think that that's a good piece. And maybe the last part I could add into that would be there's nothing that, that beats sitting next to your wife and, and going to church, too, I think. That in my mind, you're, you're, in, you're hearing God's word together. You're worshiping God together. You're praying together, you know, often yeah. we'll hold hands during church and stuff like that. That is like what you're describing. And and when we don't have kids bugging us and stuff, but it is, uh, I found that to be a really powerful tool. I was going to tell you too, that there was a study that came out. I just heard it at church the other day that uh, the success rate for couples that pray together is extremely high, uh, like close to 99% staying together. Mm. And the national average right now is close to 50% of not staying together. So there's something about what you're saying, yeah. with praying and intimacy, that's really profound and powerful. If people can tap into it, uh, I think. Yeah, I think boy, maybe if true. I could just end it with this last thought here, Bill, before we wind it down, is the bottom line with all discipleship, though, is just uh, learning to get yourself into a healthy pattern of repentance and coming back into where you need to be, uh, and I think this is the key for both husbands and wives is to constantly be humbling ourselves before the other and constantly be uh, when you're tempted to pull away because you've had your feelings hurt or you just are frustrated by the other person ask the lord for strength and then turn repent of your own problems within that and your own pride within that and then go back you know there's 
if if one side is always going back, then the marriage will stay together. Uh, and hopefully it's both sides are always going back. But there's there's a sense where it just takes one person often to just take that step back. Because uh, sometimes someone might be listening to this and thinking, man, I don't even know what to do here. But that first step for you in leveling up might be, I just need to repent and go back to my wife. And and hmm. I've been doing my own thing. I've been watching my whatever. I've been doing my whatever. And and it's, I haven't spent time with my wife in, in months or years. You know, and maybe that's yeah, your first yeah. step is in leveling up is I just need to turn back and and think, realize this gift that God's given to me and I've got to go and, and spend more time. So I don't know, there's so much we could talk about here. Like we talked about yeah. we thinking about this, but if I were to say the three things that we hit on here that we're that we think are really important are one, uh, spiritual disciplines with your wife is is really a powerful way to connect and to help her grow and help you grow. And to help him grow, if you're a wife listening to this, you know, to, to, you know, have that time with the Lord and your husband and with your wife is, is powerful. Uh, two is modeling the character of God is you just can't uh, get enough of that. I don't think for if you're a husband or a wife, you know, and, and then lastly, I think it is that, that sense of, of surrender uh, to the other, as we described from the beginning, but also in, in the end there where you're constantly humbling yourself and coming back and, and as Bill described, submitting to one another as to the Lord. As, and I think there's something sweet in that. Well, we hope you enjoyed the Yeah. I yeah. love the way you put that just before you close. I, I, yeah. I Just on that one. I love the way you put that, that, that sub mission that we're both on mission. That's together, another one. Yeah. Know? Uh, it's really cool. It, and, and, and just the one last thing I was going to say, and, and you've used this a thousand times, I'm, I'm sure as well, but if you imagine a triangle and at the bottom of, of the of the two corners of the the bottom of the triangle is the husband and the wife, and at the top of the triangle is 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 Jesus, and uh, a, and as you can picture a triangle, the closer you get to the top to Jesus, the closer you get to each other, and and um, and I it just I just think that is uh, one of the keys, if not the key, to a healthy marriage is is uh, having it centered on Christ. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Well, that's probably enough, yeah. uh, but hopefully yeah. you got enough there where you can to get something to chew on and maybe in your own life, think about where level, what level am I at with my marriage and, and what might a next step up look like as you take it to another level. Uh, yeah. And as always, <laughs> you can check out more with us at www.ourtruelegacy.com. Uh, we'd love for you to become a financial partner with us. We'd love for you to become a prayer partner with us. We'd love for you to like and subscribe to this podcast, share it with others. This will be a great one to share with anybody who knows married. And the next one's going to be a great one to share is where we'll be talking about kids too. And it should be a, a good series here. And all of this is in the context of becoming uh, disciples uh, who are uh, connecting people to God and connecting themselves to God and who are creating community, which is what the heart of what family is all about. And then lastly, investing in other people, which hopefully we have talked a little bit about today that will inspire you. Until then, let us all become disciples who make disciples. Amen. Amen.